Welcome, welcome everyone to the Eridomanian Chronicles. Interlude 1 The One They Missed For some reason, Maryam Ashraf felt that something was fundamentally wrong with her world. She just didn't know what. Since the day of the fake fire at uni, everyone has been acting stranger than usual. What made it even weirder for Maryam was the fact that no one remembered the fire to the extent that her best friends, Shams and Farida, had advised her to take few days off uni and that the stress she was under might have probably caused her delusions. But that couldn't be the case. Could it? Maryam was sure as hell that they ran all out of the building that day because a fire had started in the pharmacy chemistry labs, and there was a locker that was thrown out of the window that day that almost killed her. How can that be a delusion? Maryam stayed in her bed, staring at the ceiling and contemplating if she really needed a day or two off. But then something bothered her. Back at the scene, when they were all forced out of the building, she could have sworn that she told them that they had forgot someone inside. She remembered her worrying about multiple people that might have still been inside the building. Maryam tried to remember who they were, but whenever she was about to recall their names, the memory slipped away. And she could physically feel something pressing on her brain causing her a headache whenever she tried to remember. When the pain finally subsided, for her to go out of bed, it was already 11am, which meant she missed the first two tutorials, she might as well skip the whole day. She looked at her phone and found that Freida had texted her multiple times, asking where she was and if she was going to make it. Mariam texted her, saying that she didn't feel well and that she will take the day off. Mariam was alone in the house, thank god. Her twin sister was at uni, her younger triplets were at school, and her parents were off at work, which gave her the space and time to make herself the perfect breakfast. French toast, mushroom omelette, and a big cup of latte. She surfed through her Instagram, got bothered and switched to TikTok, and got bothered even more. She turned on Netflix and decided to watch Harry Potter for god knows how many times. She thought the wizarding world could put her out of any bad mood she was in, and indeed, the first two movies of Harry Potter did. It was 4pm by the time Mariam decided to get out of bed and do something with her day. And so, she decided to take her laptop and study at the nearby Starbucks in CFC. She got dressed and was about to gather her stuff when a note fell out of her notebook. It was a very bad drawing of the Parabatai rune from the start from the Shadowhunter series. Underneath the rune was a weird name. She tried to read it, but her mind wouldn't register it. She blinked, trying intently to... The name was suddenly gone. And when the thing she felt tried to press on her mind again, Maryam kept telling herself, I forgot what I saw. I forgot what I saw. I forgot what I saw. The thing stopped pressing, and quickly, Maryam wrote the letters down on the note again and, f and turned it face down. Y. U. T. O. When she was done studying, Maryam contemplating getting the note out and tried to remember who gave this note to her. But she thought against it. She was out and alone, and if the headache started, it wouldn't be good. Maryam left Starbucks with her half-drunk caramel macchiato and decided to take a walk around the mall. Maybe Farida was right, and this was all the result of her stress over uni and her grades. Maybe that. Maryam walked by a bookstore called the Shrew, and for some reason, she felt like she wants to go inside. Of course, Maryam knew that whatever folder suddenly wanted to do something was a huge amount of money spent on said thing. She walked right to the fantasy and fiction section and grinned. 
Throne of Glass, Mortal Instruments, Skyward, Mistborn, School for Good and Evil, A Darker Shade of Magic, Bone Crier's Moon, and then she really needed to leave if she... Because if she stayed for a moment longer, she will buy all of these books and nothing will stop her. Mayhem turned and noticed something weird. A copy of A Court of Mist and Fury was glowing, the blue cover of the book bursting with blue light. Mayhem turned to see if anyone had noted this, but no one seemed to bat an eye. Mayhem went and touched the book, and she saw blinding light in her mind rather than from the book. And the thing that pushed on her brain slowly started to subside, as if being told that Mayhem should know the truth. Pictures exploded in her head of 10 members of her class that, had no, that she had no memory of. Mayhem grabbed her head, the headache got him back, stronger than before. But Mariam remembered. God, ten members of her class were the ones left behind during the fake fire. And one of them was named Yutu. The other was Zena, the girl who loved A Court of Thrones and Roses series. Mariam's memory flooded of the others. Mariam, Gina, Noor, Layla, Yasser, Yusuf, Muhammad, and Nadim. God, how could she forget them? How can no one actually remember them? They were left behind in the fire. They were... Mariam's phone chimed, and despite only being 7pm, she knew her mother would want her back home by now. She unlocked her phone and found a message on iMessages. Unknown number. Hello Mariam, this is Lucille. Can you see this message? If you do, I am not a virus. I have been trying to contact you for a few days now, but the gaseous remnants made it hard to do so. I hope the book trick worked. Mariam? Who are you? Unknown number? Mariam, there is no time to explain. I really need you to read this carefully. Your friends are alive, and the fire that has started with because an Orthomanian called Bear Brown tried to kill them. They are safely in another world. Well, not that safe though, since they are being hunted down. Anyways, I must ask you to prepare yourself to go to this world tomorrow. Go to the elevator in the B building at exactly 11am and I will open a gas for you. Mariam, do you expect me to believe that? Unknown number? Open the glowing book to page 5. Mariam felt stupid taking orders from a stranger like that. But damn, he knew about her friends when no one else seemed to remember them. And what the hell is a gash? And how will he take her to another world through an elevator? Mariam opened the book to page 5 and the words seemed to... Move. Mariam blinked and the words were indeed moving, forming one sentence. Arosa man is waiting for you. Arosa man. Arosamanian. Where have she heard this name before? Mariam looked at the sentence again but it had vanished and the book returned to normal. God, she have heard this name before. She was sure and it steers good memories within her and... The memory of whatever the thing was faded, like the memories of everything else she has been trying to remember the whole day. The next day, Mariam packed her bag with extra food, an extra cup of latte, a rope, her phone charger, her laptop, and its charger, and finally her Nintendo Switch and its charger. Mariam's mom checked in on her, probably wondering if Mariam was leaving the house to never return again, which Mariam supposed was the case. She has been thinking about this since yesterday. If what this unknown was saying was truth, and she was indeed going to another world where her friends were, what guaranteed that she would return home? Mariam's mom decided that it was time to talk, and she put her French to the phone of Mariam and asked, 
Going somewhere after uni? Yeah, I'm going to an adventure to another world, Mariam said sarcastically, and her mother oddly smiled. Mariam tilted her head a little and took a bite from her French toast when her mother said, Hope it's that Arudaman world you always dreamt of. Mariam's world halted. Um, what? Mariam said, trying to sound as casual as possible and not in the least curious about why her mom knew this name and why they had seen something Mariam actively spoke of, because if she did, she had no idea. Mariam's mom grinned. Come on, don't you remember? When you were a kid, you always had a dream about attending a magical school in a world called Arodaman. You had two friends there, Emma and Kylo, and you always told me that Kylo liked Emma, but he was too shy to tell her. You used to draw them, her mother looked around. I think I have them somewhere. She left the kitchen and Mariam followed her. Mariam's mom had a box in her bedroom that had all her children's memories, but Mariam didn't care at the least about anything but her drawings. Yes, it was cute and wholesome and all, but right now she needed to get to uni as fast as possible and, it, and to be at the elevator before 11. The drawings were definitely hers. She stood between what looked like a blonde stick girl and a brunette stick boy, and behind them was a building that would have been cool if it wasn't smudged with all the colors Mariam had back then. Mariam touched the drawing, trying her best to remember anything of those dreams, but she came up with nothing but a new forming headache. Can I keep this for today? Mariam asked, and her mother shrugged. Just don't ruin it, please. Mariam nodded and hugged her mom. Thank you for keeping this. Mariam's mom shrugged. I mean, it's kind of my job. When Mariam made it to uni, she found Shams and Farida waiting for her in the B1, confused to why Mariam had been eyeing the elevators in the moment she set foot in the building. Where, there, were, there are two sets of elevators in the B1. Which one should she freaking choose? Plus, it was almost 11, and that unknown number didn't text her till now. If this was all a prank, Mariam would seriously severely injure someone. But it couldn't be a prank. The glowing book, the other man is waiting for you shit. And how could have this person knew about Mariam seeing dreams she doesn't even remember seeing? Mariam knew that magic was real. From the moment she could understand the world around her, she knew that there was something magical hidden in every corner. One had to just believe it's there in order to see it. But sadly, not many shared this notion with her. Today, Mariam searched for the magic in the elevator, trying to decide which one could be the one that unknown meant. Mariam kept walking between the four elevators across the building and contemplating. There were two main ones they took to the three rooms, and two were hidden for the pharmacy students to carry their chemistry lab tubes and lab rats without annoying the others. Okay, it cannot be the pharmacy labs, because she will not set foot in these elevators if her life depended on it. The ammonia smell would just... do much. Samson Farida followed her, wondering if she had finally lost her marbles, which was on the brink of happening. She kept checking her phone, but that unknown didn't text her, nor did he reply to her text. Shams grabbed Mariam's arm to hold her from her third round to the main elevators. Mariam, please explain what's happening. We might help you. You won't believe me if I told you, but ten of our friends disappeared on the day of the fire that no one recalls, and now they are in another world I used to dream of. In order to go to this world, I must go to one of the bees' elevators at 11, 
so I am taken to this world, Nayyam said, the sentence all in one breath. And it was clear how Shams and Farida tried their best not to laugh or say that she was going crazy, which again, Maryam didn't ex exclude the possibility. She was about to say something, but then she glimpsed it with the corner of her eyes. A pinkish sparkly light, barely visible, coming out of the right elevator of the main set of elevators in the B1. Maryam stared at it, her eyes wide. She was not imagining things. She blinked multiple times, rubbed her eyes and even hit her forehead with her own hands to make sure that she wasn't imagining it. The light was still there, growing stronger. Maryam looked at the time, but it was 10 a.m.? She still had an hour. She sadly had to attend the tutorial. At 10.45, Maryam decided she needed to make her way to the elevator, despite Farida's constant nagging that this was stupid. And she had to focus on the linear algebra tutorial they were having. And Maryam thought it was stupid because she didn't know what linear algebra had to do with business informatics. Calculus made sense, but this? Maryam took her bag and left the tutorial, and when the teaching assistant just stared at her, Maryam had made a point of not looking at him. In case she really went to the other world, she wouldn't have to worry about him anymore. In case she didn't, well, she will figure that out. Her tutorial room was on the other side of the building, so Maryam traversed two hallways and was going through the third hallway with a huge grin. She could see the elevator. But she could also see a boy standing at the end of the hallway. And that made Maryam hold for some reason. From that distance, she could see that the boy was dressed in real, in real clothes. Brown tattered pants with a leather strap around the waist. A white shirt with the sleeves rolled up and tugged into his pants with a brown strap over his chest. Maryam took a few steps closer and she saw that his brown hair was... His hand moved swiftly that if Maryam blinked she wouldn't have seen them. She stood there staring at him and him staring back. When her right cheek began to feel wet. Maryam put a hand to it and it stung. Maryam looked at her hand and gasped. Blood, she muttered. She heard the sling of a metal and saw that he was holding a great sword in his hand. Maryam gulped. Perfect. Um, do you mind if I pat? The boy broke into a run and Maryam ran to the opposite side of the building. Maryam was out of the B building in less than a minute, despite being on the third floor. She could have sworn that she glided as she descended the stairs because she didn't feel exhausted, nor did she feel the need to catch her breath. On a normal day, this amount of activity would have put Maryam in the Genesis record. But sadly for her, this was the normal day. Maryam turned to find the, the boy almost upon her. Come on, make a conversation at least, she shouted. And, the, and Maryam noticed for the first time that there were people around her and none of them batted an eye at the crazy boy with a sword running after her. They were all looking at her as if she had lost it. Maryam contemplated stopping this run for it and see what would happen, but something inside of her urged to keep her to keep running and to not let the boy get to her. At least say some death threats. I need... Maryam realized she was falling a little too late. She hit the pavement hard, but she didn't have time to feel the pain. She stood and turned to see where the boy was to find that she was nose to nose with him. He was beautiful and Maryam felt lured to him. But then, Maryam noticed his ears. 
they were pretty. You're a fairy. Mariam turned to run, but found that his sword was on her neck. You wanted a threat? The boy said into her ear. His sword started to cut through flesh and Mariam felt terror like she had never felt before. Mariam had always thought that she would know what to do in these situations, but right now, she felt stunned, frozen. Here's one. You are dead, little girl. Little girl? Oh. Mariam turned, the blade of the sword opening a small gash on her neck as she punched him with all she got. Who are you calling a little girl, you stupid ass fairy? The boy dropped his sword and put his hand on his nose, stumbling back a little, and Mariam took that chance to kick him in the balls. He fell to his knees, cursing in a language Mariam didn't understand. Also, you really have no idea what that threat should be like. You should have told me, resistance is futile mortal, surrender or I'll turn you into a giggling pickle or something. God, what's up with fairies these days? And before he could talk, Mariam kicked him, but he grabbed her leg, growling something in that language she didn't understand. Mariam gulped, and swiftly took her bag off and hit him with it. He cursed at her in English, and in her confusion she turned to run into the green area and not to the elevator in the B building. Mariam looked at her phone, and it was 11.55. She needed to make it back to the building before... Her calf exploded in pain, and she fell down, her ears hurting from her own screaming. She looked to find a knife stuck to the hilt in her calf. The boy was holding something like a gun, smoke still coming out from the muzzle. The boy grabbed Mariam, Mariam from her hair and she tried to struggle but her own leg was growing numb. And when she looked at the knife, she could see a weird scarlet glow coming out from it. Her vision was becoming blurry at the edges, but she saw the boy's face clearly as he said, Run all you want, but I promise you, I can be more annoying than itch you cannot reach. How is that for a death threat? Despite the pain she was in, Mariam felt her face transform into an approving expression. Could have been better, but... Yeah, good. The boy smirked and got his sword out, raising it so, she, so he would stab her. Mariam closed her eyes. At least she got to see a real fairy before she died. At least she proved, even if to her own self, that magic did really exist. And somehow, she was linked to this magic. But the hit never fell. And when Mariam opened her eyes, she saw two figures standing between her and the fairy boy killer. Mariam crawled back and saw that they were a boy and a girl, wearing an old black outfit. The girl had a gun in her hand, and the boy wore ten rings, each five connected together with a chain, and each ring had a small chain dangling from it. The fairy boy made an ex exasperated noise. The dream team I see, the great Emma and the not so great Kylo. Amazing really, sending the two of you out of all pe- Kylo, beca Kylo, because the boy was definitely Kylo, thrusted his right hand forward and the chains elongated, shooting toward the fairy boy. The fairy boy looked alarmed and dodged them, and whenever he did, Kylo shot more. Iron? On your friend? Come on, Kylo, I thought you were better than this. Emma shot at the fairy boy, and he didn't dodge it, but it just nicked his shoulder. Marian could see blood coming out, and oddly it was red. Marian tilted her head, thinking about the implications, when she moved her leg and felt the pain returning. She almost screamed, but she didn't want them to be distracted. Kylo shouted, And you are trying to kill the person who would save our world, Maru, and I thought you couldn't sink any lower. He whipped his hand, and the chains hit something invisible around Maru and were deflected. Sink? Maru grinned. Well, my friend, they say I'm a bottomless well of surprises. Mariam's pain didn't subside, 
and the scarlet grow became more intense, and she tried to pry the knife out, but she didn't dare to do so. The girl, Emma, turned to Miriam and said something that sounded like a curse when she saw the knife. And before Miriam knew it, Emma pried it out and said, We need to leave. Now. She put her ha head under Miriam's arm and helped her to get up. Kylo turned to them and Maru seemed to realize what was about to happen. The next few moments were these, as Miriam became more disoriented, her vision blackening. Emma extended her hand to Kylo, Kylo running to her, extending his hand too, and Maru screamed, No! And then all the colors of the world were intermixed, forming a rainbow. Gravity tilted and Miriam felt herself falling upwards. And then everything went black.